Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite. Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways. From saving to spending to can we just eat half of it? Just finish your life. I, I want the donut. Well, there's plenty of silliness. Episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips. Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. All right, guys, we're talking all things hockey with the legendary Linda Cohen. That's it. That's the episode. What more could you possibly want? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Better Edge, Royal Credit Union, and Peak Vestibular Center. This is Season 3, Episode 134. Calling all buttes. The Beauty League has begun its weekly games at Braemar Ice Arena in Edina, and Soda Stick wants to make sure you're geared up. As the exclusive to Beauty League merchandiser, Soda Stick will have you covered with hats, tees, and much more each week at DBL and online at SodaStick.com. Don't forget code Bardon Beauties for 15% off all your purchases. Okay, I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game. Or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way, it's happened. Boys hockey, girls hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately, those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain. And a large portion have even experienced concussion-like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Episode 134, Jesse Pierce, producer Fred, and... Linda Cohen of ESPN. She's celebrating 30 years at ESPN, the legendary, the goat of all goats, uh, one of my personal idols. And I'm so excited that uh, I think I can call her a friend, right? We're friends now. Yes, we're buds. We're buds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love Bobby it. Miss, gals. Yeah. Right. We got to stick together somehow. Uh, Miss Linda Cohen. Linda, what's going on? How are you? How's summer? Uh, how's off season, quote unquote, because as we both know, off season is a loose term in our field. That is true. I mean, when you think about it, only the NFL, I feel, uh, and well, most major sports, right? When I think about, yes. oh yeah, the NBA and the NFL, they go 365 a year yes. with all their news. And the National Hockey League, to its credit, has mm-hmm. become that, where mm-hmm. people like you, Jesse, people like me, who love what's going on, who love the player movement at times, uh, yes. we'll get into that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Things are happening. So, but my summer's been great. You know, I'm coming to you from where I live now, Southern California. So, what I love about living in this area is, of course, the weather. Yes. And that is why I spend so much money living in this area because <laughs> of the weather. I'm guilty as charged. That's you it, know, though. That's fair. Although I see the fans. See, as a Minnesota girl, I'd be like, mm, too hot for me in the summer. So, Cal, no go. I need a anything above 80 here in Minnesota. I am no, not, not, not thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, I do have the fan because I mean, I'm lucky to have a, a air condition. 
Yeah. But you know how the prices skyrocket. I'm like, you know what? Never get super hot here. Yeah. So I can get away with a nice little fan, you know, you type go. of thing. But enough okay. about my living arrangements. Just. <laughs> all right. You know, let's dive into it. I want to go back because are you you're still a Rangers gal though, right? We're still yeah, all I mean, the Rangers. Listen, Jess, you never lose the team. Anyone right. who I mean are frauds. I don't care if you're <laughs> in this business. There has to be a place that remains in your heart for the team that you grew up loving the team that brought you to hockey mm -hmm. the team that you have an emotional connection with you can't just cut the cord it's not like a relationship right, right. Yeah. this is an ongoing thing so of course <laughs> i remain and will always be a rangers fan but as you know i love the nhl i look big picture i will be yes. objective at all times i just want to know how did you feel about the rangers and the run that they made this year i mean heck of a playoffs heck of a cup finals between tampa and colorado colorado obviously best in it but i was really i was rooting for the rangers i'm not gonna lie that would have been kind of fun you know what you weren't alone i've heard that from a lot of people just because they were a fun team to watch you know led by their netminder igor shesterkin mm -hmm. and you know the players on the team the mika zimbanajad is a rock star you know they're just kind of like for people who are you know loving other teams or you know rooted for other teams yeah, and a lot of people were anti-Tampa. They're yeah. like, oh, it's time for a change. Why not the Rangers? They're a fun group. So, you know, uh, the Rangers played the best they could. And, you know, no excuses. They were exhausted. Yeah. Uh, but, but now it's time to build on that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's really dangerous, you know, when you get to an Eastern Conference final and, and, and take the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs as far as they did. You don't want to take a step back, right? So I believe right. the Rangers you know, led by GM Chris Drury, are doing the right things. Um, they made some moves. I like the moves. We can get into that if you want. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the key is, let, let's put it this way, Jess, if they don't go to at least another Eastern Conference final coming yeah. up next year, that would be a setback for sure. Ooh. And hopefully Ranger fans like all of us, you know, like myself, the next step would be getting to a cup final. But the Eastern Conference has been just everybody seems to have improved after day one of free agency, which is when we're talking. Exactly. Well, and you know what? Let's dive into free agency. Yeah. Some big names off the board, still some pretty big names left out there. Johnny Goudreau goes to Columbus. I think for me, that's kind of the biggest surprise. And it's ironic because I had kind of willy nilly predicted that Columbus would be active. I didn't think they'd be Johnny G active. Uh, <laughs> were you surprised that he opted for the Blue Jackets, of course? The Flyers in New Jersey and kind of being alongside his home was was rumored, but uh, Columbus wins out. Yeah, you know, Justin, kudos to you for even having an inkling that Columbus was going to make a big move. Yet yeah, not Johnny G big move, but a big yeah. move. That was to me the biggest shocker for me. I mean, I don't know who broke the story. Maybe it was our Kevin Weeks, but yeah. uh, I give him all the credit because Weeksy Always. has Weeksy. Break, yes, he has breaking news, right? Yes, it's so we we love Weeksy, but um, you know. I think it's fantastic. Now, Calgary fans don't think it's fantastic because <laughs> here's the problem. As we all know, it's well documented. You know, Calgary opened up the vault uh, for Johnny Gaudreau to stay in Calgary. And Johnny Gaudreau took a pay cut. I mean, he's still mm -hmm. making tons of dough, but took a pay cut to go to Columbus as opposed to staying in Calgary. And mm -hmm. the reason was, at least he said this after he decided that it's over in Calgary, that he wanted it was a family decision. And this is why we all thought it was going to be either the Flyers, the Devils, or even the Islanders mm -hmm. that would have interest. And they all had interest and they all made their pitches. 
but out of the blue, Columbus. So again, as I mentioned, the Eastern Conference is getting better. That was a big one. The Ottawa Senators making some serious moves. I know we don't love talking about the Ottawa Senators, but look out. I mean, mm-hmm. so if you're thinking like these two teams, which, uh, and I think Columbus, you know, they weren't a playoff team last year, but I think when you had a Johnny Goudreau, he's not going to Columbus for vacation. Right. He's going to bring out the best <laughs> of the guys that are still on the roster. Young right. Cole Sillinger, Jack Roslevic, and don't forget mm-hmm. about Patrick Line. Exactly. So, uh, I, I'm telling you, just naming those two teams that did not make the postseason in the Eastern Conference, Ottawa and Columbus. Mm-hmm. Well, then who are the other two that made it this past postseason in the East that are going to be left out? Yeah. Really interesting. And I think a big disappointment, if we just we will start with the continuing the East. Do it. Is the Islanders. Yes. I mean, what's Lou Lamorello doing? I know. What's this Ranger fan like caring about the Islanders? <laughs> but, you know, I care. You know, yeah. uh, co-owner John Ledecky is a friend of mine and he has nothing to do with it, you know, yeah. but it's all on Lou Lamorello. And yeah, they make offers, but they never pull the trigger on one. They never mm-hmm. get it done. They never take a chance and have to overpay yes. or overturn to get the guy they want. And I really feel sorry for not only the Islander fan base, but Matty Barzell. Yes. Who's still waiting with all due respect to guys like Brock Nelson and Anders Lee. I was going to say, you got to get our Minnesota guys in there. We got to look. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. So you guys know, and I love those (laughs) guys. Of course, Mm -hmm. they're the nicest people in the world, Uh, but you know, they need help to put the puck in the net. They can have the, you know, they have a great goaltender in uh, Sorokin, but that's not enough nowadays. So anyway, Mm -hmm. I feel like in the East, those are the big winners um, and losers, the Islanders. I think the Devils got Palat. Right. I mean, they had overpay. I think they overpaid a bit for Andre Palat, considering he's 31 years old and, you know, they gave him a longer term. Uh, You know, um, maybe the money's good, but a long term. And, you know, the Rangers had to give Vinny Trocek a longer term yeah. to get him. You just mm-hmm. got to do it. You know, those GMs probably thinking, hey, I'm not going to have my job in seven years anyway. So, <laughs> uh, though, see, I love that wild general manager Bill Guerin yesterday had said uh, a lot of mistakes are made on this day because he remained pretty quiet. I mean, obviously, he traded Cam Talbot to the senders. He had already re-signed Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, so he did a couple very low-end moves, and obviously, he's very tight on that cap space courtesy of the Parisi Suter buyouts. Um, yes. But do you think guys like Guerin, guys like Lamorello, too, maybe are quietly working behind the scenes because while everybody focuses on day one of free agency. Do you think that there are things in the, you know, the discount bin quote unquote, that maybe they might be looking at, or even guys that have maybe softened on their idea of what they might be worth now on day two. Yeah. You know, just, I think it's different situations with the Islanders, you know, there's, they're not, they're not uh, strapped by big time contracts. Like obviously Bill Guerin is, mm-hmm. you know, with obviously the suitor deal and all the other deals before that really put him in a uh, tight space where um, not to make any excuses. And also I, I'm credit Bill Guerin. Yes. I'm really happy he traded Cam Talbot because you don't want someone that's unhappy. Don't, right. You don't want someone who doesn't want to be on the team lingering. It's just a negative situation. Now I love Cam Talbot. Mm-hmm. I, you know, former Ranger. I mean, he's fabulous and I'm yeah. happy he's found his way to Ottawa. Thanks to Bill Guerin. And you bring back a young goaltender in Philip Gustafson, who's, I think, only 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I think that's a smart deal, a great deal, um, you know, for Bill Guerin. And how great for Forsberg, 
to learn under Marc-Andre Fleury. But I think Marc-Andre Fleury has to now really, you know, we all love him. He's the flower, right? Everybody loves Marc-Andre Fleury. But, you know, he hasn't been himself. Um, I, you know, when he finally got to the wild, I know there was a lot going on, not to make excuses, but I think he could play better than he did. Right. Mm -hmm. We all know this. You You didn't see the, I mean, you still saw some of the acrobatic flashy Marc-Andre Fleury, but you didn't see necessarily the saves that went along with some of those acrobats, right? Like it it was very, that's kind of, he was winning. They won games, but the team won games. And then I felt the same way about Cam Talbot. I thought, you know, everybody was very high on Cam. Oh, he should start the playoffs. But at the same time I was looking at it, I'm like, well, the team was winning games, you know, seven to three and six to four. It's not that Cam was going out there and, and winning them games per se. So, I mean, that's kind of how I felt that tandem in general worked out. Now I know Bill Guerin, really wanted the Talbot flurry tandem to make sense. But then yeah. again, at 35, 37, that has some questions too, right? As far as age goes. So I agree. I think uh, Philip Stoffson in there is going to learn a lot from flower. And then we got to consider, we got Jesper Wellstead waiting in the wings. He'll have yeah, his first year in, exactly. uh, in the AA as well this year. And you know what? You bring up a good point, Jess. Because you know how once a team wins a Stanley Cup like the Colorado Avalanche did, and I said this even before they won a cup, that they mm-hmm. would have to win. They were going to have to win in spite of their goaltender. Because yes. I know he's a nice guy, but Darcy Kemper is just so mediocre. And kudos to him. Washington paid him a ton of dough. Right? Yes. They Linda, I still can't wrap my him. head around that yeah, Darcy Kemper a is a cup situation, winner. Right? <laughs> just like Bill Guerin is like, you know what? We got guys that can put the puck in the net. We know Marco Rossi. Hopefully he'll make the team. We know, you know, Matt Baldy is like the real deal. So it's yeah. almost like you are getting some new blood, right? A full season Baldy. And then Rossi coming into training camp. And again, hopefully making the team. I expect mm-hmm. him to make the team. There's room for him to make the team. So Bill Guerin, if I'm him, I'm feeling good. Like, And I like what he said. He goes, I'm being patient. Yeah. I'm being patient. And I think he can be patient. Yeah, he's got some issues with the, the cap and all that. He has no choice. But he's saying all the right things. And I love the move that he made to get rid of the negativity of Cam Talbot, bring in young blood, and then you have another young guy waiting in the wings and see how it all mm-hmm. plays out. Exactly. And that's all you can do. And I think Bill Guerin has been so very honest and he really has emphasized the need for a good culture. And that did start with the buyouts of Parisian suitor, just kind of changing things around and not bringing Miko Koivu back and bringing those old guys that have for so long defined this Minnesota wild organization. Now it's time for these younger players to step up. Kirill Kaprizov, yes, uh, you know, as, right? he, you know, the thrill, right? Dollar yes, bill, the thrill. Yeah. Which one do you like better? <laughs> the thrill or dollar bill? What you going with? Oh, man. I remember I did a wild game early on last season. Yeah. Okay. And I, it was right after he signed the big deal. And he was in Anaheim. <laughs> so I did a Ducks wild game. It was like oh, in yeah. October or something, whatever that, whenever last season started, I forgot yeah. what the schedule <laughs> Sometime but, uh, in the fall. It was, I don't even know. But um, I remember asking a couple of his team. I remember asking Matt Dumba. And I remember asking my buddy, Matt Zuccarello. About, and it was, I think it was Zook that told me, oh, no. It's not the thrill anymore. It's Dollar Bill. <laughs> I think that was the nickname for Grill, and I love that. Uh-huh. So yeah. I just love how you know, you know, the chirping teammates. You know, a lot of love there. Um, but th- back to the culture of the Wild. I mean, yeah. Kirill Kaprizov, game changer, man. He has changed the culture into this high-scoring, exciting, watchable, all of the above. It was just mm-hmm. so great. Now you're going to have to, like I said, when bringing back the young guys, you know. 
getting Marco Rossi on the team and Baldy, they're going to have to obviously pick up where Kevin Fiala left off. Kevin Fiala, yeah. obviously now an LA King. Right. And he was one of my favorite players. I knew he was going to have a big year because it was a contract year and kudos to him. He's right. getting paid in LA and I can get to see him more often. By there the way, so exactly. I'll say hello for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, just don't let him do too well when he plays the wild. That's the problem with going with the Western Conference team, right? We got to see that right. uh, 85 but the wild fans will be booing him, you know, so, you know, you can expect <laughs> that, you know, that's what fans do. I get you it. Know, I wanted to talk about that because you are in SoCal. You'll get to see more Kings games. Do you think that Fiala is going to have the impact? Like when I, when Bill Guerin announced the trade, I thought it was a win-win for both teams, which I know yeah. Guerin really tries to stress whether, you know, it's not a thing that most GMs do. And I thought he is going to give a great scoring punch. I mean, it's, there's going to be a great line maybe with him and Kempe. Um, where do you see Fiala fitting in with the Kings as they sit now? And do you think he's going to have a similar year to what he did produce here in Minnesota last year? I mean, it's still going to be challenging. You can't, you know, expect to have those numbers that Fiala put in with the Wild and playing with the players that he did. Not mm-hmm. always with the top players, as you know, Jess. So he right. was able still to produce offensively yeah. uh, with all, with line mates of his that weren't, you know, named Kirill Kaprizov, whatever. But the point is this. I think he will. I think he'll have more open space. I think he will play on top lines. I think he'll be used um, consistently on the power play, obviously, in one of the two power play units. And the Kings are desperate. The Kings are so desperate for scoring and uh, scoring depth. And Adrian Kempe, who also signed, I think it was a four-year contract extension with the Kings. Boy, he's one of the most exciting young players, such speed, such skill. And Kevin Fiala, this will be a, a, a new lease on life. So I think mm-hmm. it is a win-win for both teams. I like what Garen got back. He did the right thing. He knew he was going to lose Kevin Fiala in free agency. Right. So I think that was the right move to make. In all of your career, which is now congratulations coming up on 30 freaking years with ESPN, <laughs> like that's amazing. Do you ever, did you foresee your career having this longevity? I mean, especially in sports where it can be so tumultuous and things change and with a big organization like ESPN, you can see some turnover, but you've made it. What are your thoughts there? Let's, uh, before I get into that next question too. You know, Jess, um, thanks, you know, for acknowledging that. Yeah. I, I never thought yeah. I could, you know, be doing the same thing that I'm doing and growing in a lot of areas, even though I'm with the same company for mm-hmm. 30 years, you don't put a number on it. You just go about your business doing what you love. I sort of, to keep it fresh for me, I always felt like uh, viewers were seeing me for the very first time. Like I, even though ESPN has been on forever and I've been on forever, 30 years, and I just want to make it clear, ESPN started way before I started. <laughs> you know? yeah, ESPN's first year was, I think, 1979 or something. So uh, let me make that clear. Yes. But um, so, yeah, so I feel like if you treat, um, if you keep it fresh that way for yourself, you never can be sitting back and saying, oh, no, you know, Sports Center again, Sports Center again. I mean, I've, I've done the most Sports Centers of anybody uh, at ESPN, and I continue to do them, and I enjoy doing them because I like to have fun, but I also love to entertain and inform. And I think that's important. I always have felt, Jess, that the viewers out there were people like me. Mm-hmm. I have that same mentality when I first started back in July 11th, 1992, when I did my first Sports Center, you know, with Chris Myers, and there's a fun stuff I posted on uh you know, on Twitter of yeah. what the great crew in LA, the LA Sports Center crew did for me last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, brought back my first <laughs> highlights of my first uh, Sports Center with Chris Myers. Yeah. And we're, and Chris, by the way, still going strong with Fox. So we love Chris. <laughs> uh, yes. But, you know, uh, but the, the thing is, is like, I think that's the key. And I, and I don't think about it. And my, my biggest, the other couple of things and observations of the 30 year run. 
you know, I put family first. It was important me to have my amazing kids, you know, and I have two grown children now. And I never put my career before that ever. It was always a mom first. I've had that first in my Twitter bio forever. Yeah. Uh, mom first. It, it's not just a cliche for me. It's fact. Every, every day. That's all that matters to me is my children and their happiness. Yes. Um, my dog uh, in the last you know, five years came into my life. And so <laughs> she's a rescue. She's wonderful. But, you know, my kids are definitely number one. So I was able to have balance, yeah. you know, when there was a lot of pressure on women of all ages to like put their career first. And I really the message to young women now women who've been in the business like yourself, uh, women that are older than you, uh, you know, who've been in the business 10, 15 years, even 20 years, 25 years. I just always push that to, mm-hmm. you know, try to get that balance. I mean, you know, a good friend of mine, I know this is kind of like, we've heard this before and I don't mean to add doom and gloom, Yeah. but a good friend of mine who I used to work with at ESPN way back when, she's now She's been married to basketball coach Eric Musselman for a while. Danielle Sargent Musselman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Danielle, my good friend. I, I can't remember. 20 years ago, she said this to me. We we're on the street corner, you know, walking around. I forgot where we were and probably at some basketball game or something. We were covering <laughs> some sporting uh, thing, something right? like that, some sporting event. <laughs> yeah. And we were just talking about the job and what, who's not getting what and who gets this and blah, blah, blah. And this was like before social media where right. you knew everyone's, you know, life story and everything they're doing at every moment of the day. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, Linda, I've let all that go. She goes, because you know why? They don't read your resume at your funeral. Yeah. And I'm like, but you know, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Just like I, you forget as you get old, trust me, you'll forget a lot when you get older <laughs> like me. I remember that. Yeah. That is what I remember. And I remember where we were. I don't remember the city, but I remember we were waiting for the light to change. We were walking around the city, a new city, you know, that again, we were covering some sporting event. And Danielle said that to me. They won't read your resume at your funeral. And that's when it's like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. that's it. And when I find myself going there or comparing or wishing I had this, and why does this person have this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And why does this person make more money and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Just be in that moment and enjoy what you got exactly. and find ways to keep that spark going, that fire going. And that's right. what I have done over yeah. the past 30 years. And I love that too, because, you know, you mentioned there's such a mom guilt, right? I've got three little ones and I have this dream at the same time. Like I told my husband before he, we even started really dating. I was like, by the way, I have this dream and I'll do whatever I need to do to go get it. So you can be along for the ride or you can support. And he's been nothing but supportive and, and so great with the kids. But for so long, I had always put that first. And then I think you and I spoke last summer and you had mentioned yeah. that and it's totally just shape-shifted how I've done everything, you know, and it's great because the kids can come to some of these events, you know, I go covered to beauty league. Well, they can go run around and watch hockey and mom can still work and they can kind of do that. So I'm trying to like integrate both, but it's a challenge. It's not something easy because it is, it's, it's a, it's a different world. I mean, right now they're still young enough, but once they get older and get into sports themselves, I think there'll be much more decisions that I have to make in regard to, yes, I'm going to cover this game versus watching them play this game, right? How did you handle some of those decisions? Yeah, exactly. And like you at the time, I mean, for me, I had a great significant other. I was married then, uh, you know, uh, my ex-husband, fabulous dad, still is. Um, And he was there, you know, he made a decision to take a step back in his career, but he knew my career going into it when we got married. 
was going to be the career that had a chance to, you know, actually pay the bills. Yeah, right. That's what it turned out to be. So, I mean, you know, it was an easy decision that we made as a family because, you know, the, I don't have to tell you, I mean, daycare costs, we didn't have a nanny, um, all of that. Didn't want my kids Mm. raised by a nanny. Um, So, um, you know, there were challenges and you do have to pick and choose. But I'm going to tell you, Jess, you and so many other young moms out there in this business, you're doing the right thing because trust me, I look back and see how my kids have grown yeah. and, and I'm knocking on wood, how amazing they are. Yeah. And I'm not just saying this because I'm biased or whatever, because they're my kids. <laughs> I, I mean, they're the best kids I mean, in the I world, right? Around. Yeah. I mean, I look around and see a lot of you know young people who've grown and have so many issues. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids don't. And, you know, there was a time I reached a milestone in age. I won't tell you which one, which age, but 30, 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. No, yep. but uh, <laughs> double that. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, and I, I remember having this chat with both my kids, Sammy and Dan. And I said, you know, I have this like, and I was like teary eyed. Mm-hmm. I, I said, this might be the first time I'm sharing this, you know, out loud, yeah. but I felt like Early in my career, you know, when I was trying to make a name for myself on ESPN, on SportsCenter, um, there were so many times I went to other events to be, to grow my brand or let people know, oh, Linda, you know, because, you know, you were competing with other SportsCenter anchors who were always at this event, this sporting thing, this, this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, add that into me working full-time at night doing SportsCenter. So, like, my colleagues were on their, many of my colleagues on their off days were going to attend things. And I had to pick and choose. And sometimes I did choose to go attend things. And mm-hmm. sometimes seven nights a week, I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. And I felt a lot of guilt. Yeah. And I remember talking to my kids, you know, most recently in the last couple of years about that, that I had this guilt. And it's not like I told them just so they can say, oh, no, mom, don't worry about it. But they literally were like, are you kidding? Yeah. We were, we were not like, wait, we love you. We knew you were doing what you had to do. We were not waiting by the window for mm-hmm. your car to pull up and come up the driveway. Right. And the reason why I bring up that analogy, Jess, is because when I was a little girl and my mom worked full time and my dad worked full time, I was the little girl sitting in my parents' bedroom near the window mm-hmm. waiting for them to come home at night. Yeah. And I just assumed, you know, my kids were like that and right. I didn't know that or I blocked it out. And they're like, we were never like that because mm-hmm. you raised two independent children. There you go. What so, like, yeah. to your point, Jess, of like what you're doing and trying to share and bringing your kids here and there. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, you know, that, that lifted such, you know, this guilt that yeah. I put on myself. Right. And you just have to do the best you can each day. Exactly. I can't remember. There was a player I was speaking with and they had a newborn baby. And because again, I've literally strapped my kids onto my chest and brought them into the locker room. And <laughs> it's like, well, I've got a baby, but I also have a job to do. So we'll do both. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I could do it this because I've got a baby. I'm like, bring the baby with. I do it all the time. They're like, you're right, Jess. We should do it that way. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, you bring up another good point in your career of 30 years so much when it comes to media not just sports media but media in general has changed and I know you're very active on Instagram and on Twitter first of all and then second we have to talk about the concerts that you go to on Twitter because I'm very uh, very jealous of those but um how did you 
how are you able to kind of keep up with the change in the times? Because a lot of times there can be people that are very rigid and set in their ways and saying, no, I don't really want to get involved on Twitter. Oh, I don't want to learn this or that, but you've really just adapted to it. Do you think that's just part of your nature or recognizing that this is a part of the way media is shifting? You know, when Twitter came out, I think it was 2009, that's when I joined it right away. I always wanted to connect to my fans. And, you know, I had so many people tell me, you know, in tech, say not even at ESPN, people outside of ESPN um, telling me that are in the tech business back then saying this is the best way to connect to your fan base. You know, I wrote an autobiography in 08 called A Conehead, a no holds barred account of breaking into the boys club. I did that you know, funny look at my life and my rise and getting to where I was. Um, I did that to connect to my fans because I wanted them to know uh, about me, that I Mm -hmm. wasn't just someone that, oh, I got this job because I'm a woman, blah, 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 (laughs) you know, all that crap, Uh, you know. But, and so then Twitter came about the next year in 09 and I'm like, wow, this is cool. And, you know, at the beginning, you know, the ESPN bosses and all of the people in who wear suits uh, when Twitter came out and social media came out, they were very, they, they followed all of us, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure we're not getting ourselves in trouble. Thank goodness, you know, the only time I got myself, I wouldn't even say in trouble, or, but when I got an email from an ESPN boss was way back when, I think, um, I, mean, I think I, I think I criticized ESPN actually. Nice. Good <laughs> work. hockey related because <laughs> I think it was like Sidney Crosby after he got all those concussions. Yeah. He had a press conference and ESPN started covering the press conference. It was live. Yeah. And then they went away from it and then they stopped it. And then I just was like, what? I'm like, I got to hear all this. And then I was tweeting out. I can't believe ESPN got away. My employers are so silly. (laughs) Right. But it was like the hockey fan in me was talking before, like, oh, I work for ESPN. I'll never do that. And then I got like a, you know, email from the boss saying, please don't do that again. Please, that's not a great look for us, Linda. (laughs) Yeah. And the only other time, also another hockey thing, the only other time a boss um, said, not a good look, don't do that. And again, I was sticking up for hockey is when my colleague Max Kellerman a few years ago wrote on his Twitter page, nobody cares about hockey. (laughs) You took that personal. You took that personal. I took it personal, like all (laughs) hockey fans and hockey kids. So I said, you know, it was a very intelligent, you know, I retweeted him with my quote saying, you know, something like, I don't even know what I did with it, but it's probably people who know how to find old tweets can find right. it. But I just said, that's not true. And I just re- reiterated the greatness of the game and all the people that have passion for this game, including myself. And so mm-hmm. one of my bosses says, hey, I hear where you're coming from, but you never criticize a colleague on social media. <laughs> I go, okay, I won't do it ever just but a then lively it got a lot discussion. Of great publicity, Jess. Yes. For all the right reasons. And I had everyone in the hockey community, everyone, you know, players, coaches, GMs, whatever, reaching out yeah. saying kudos to you and great okay. job and all that. Sticking so, up know, for us little guys, right? That's it. People, people who love hockey and yeah. it's bigger and better now. And, you know, now that's on ESPN and TNT. And so it's really like the sport that's trending up. You know, the NFL is- will always be king. Yeah. But, you know, hockey is making a run here. Right. And kudos to you guys. I wanted to talk about that next too. Exactly. ESPN TNT taking over this year. So much fun to watch. I mean, I think 
on each level, very different, but I mean, how excited were you? First of all, that ESPN got hockey back. I know every, every old time hockey fan was very thrilled with that. And how excited were you to see what they did with it, to make it a little bit different and make it their own and yet keep up with the new way of hockey. Yeah, first of all, I think both ESPN and TNT did a fabulous mm-hmm. job um, in their first year, and they're a bit different. You yeah. know, their in-between periods are different. Everything's a little different. They're people that are uh, showcased, all different. Um, a lot of the TNT people were former NBC people. Mm-hmm. So they went that route, really, um, to make that transition, where it just felt like a lot of it was NBC people who were the best. You know, I love Kenny Albert. I love Eddie Olchek. I love yeah. all those guys. Keith Jones. They're great. They're great at what they do. Um, and um, but I think they're for both networks. I think they're even going to be better in year two. Yeah. Um, it took a lot of, you know, trying out something, something stuck on the wall. Some didn't. Right. Um, hopefully both networks listen to social media, mm-hmm. listen to the hockey fan. Yeah. who had their own opinions, as they always do, about who Crazy how that show- works. <laughs> right. Who should be showcased and who should not be showcased. Uh, we'll see um, if there are any kind of changes there. For me personally, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunities I did get. I'm looking for more opportunities next year. Um, I hope I'm going to get some because honestly, um, I had opportunities to be between the benches in about seven games or eight games last year. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that because to, I want to have more of a voice doing it, not just be there as a reporter, yeah. but, you know, be an analyst. And a few of those games, I did act as an analyst down below in between the benches and this stage of my game. I never thought I'd have that opportunity. Yeah. And so I thank ESPN for giving me that opportunity. I'm looking for more opportunities like that. Um, and being where it's happening, being at the event. Um, so I think um, I'm expecting a little more of that this yeah. upcoming season and we'll see how it goes. But I think for the hockey fan, it's huge. And for this game, it's huge because having every ESPN, ESPN is on everywhere. Okay. Uh, it, it absolutely is. Like you don't have to ask, you go to a bar, you know, not that I do anymore, but if you go to a bar <laughs> and, um, you know, let's say a restaurant and the bar, the TVs are over at the bar and, um, you know, the ESPN's always on. So there's like a hockey game on a lot. And that yeah. and that never was the case. You always have to ask the bartender, hey, oh, do you get NBC Sports Net? Uh, right. Let me find. You. Can you, you know? find that and channel? Can you do this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you know, a lot of places did get that, but you still yeah. had to ask and you always felt, Ugh. but here when you walk in a place, ESPN was always on airports, always on, right? Things like that. So people who are new to the game, casual to the game, uh, I think both those networks, TNT and ESPN, won over a lot of new fans. Because also TNT, because of their great, you know, NBA coverage that they do, mm-hmm. you know, that was always a go-to channel as well. Was it ever weird to walk into a bar and see yourself on TV? Had that happened? I mean, I imagine that's got to be kind of like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's <laughs> tr- that was weird because, you know, I, and like airports, you know, having yeah. to take an early flight the next morning after doing the late sports center, which was aired a million times back in the day. <laughs> Because that's the show that I primarily did. I did that late sports center. And back in the day, we didn't have morning live sports centers. The re-airs went on, as you know, Jess, you know, you grew up with this, you know, on like eight times, you know, in the the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was funny. You know, it was funny, but you know what? It really fed the ego right there. You know what I think? (laughs) That's, but I think that, yeah, right. But I think that's kind of cool because, you know, when I approached this 30 year anniversary and hitting this milestone, that was so cool. Like, I love all the people that reach out to me via social media saying, you know, you were part of my life. You know, I was yes. waiting for the school bus 
I grew up with you. I love that. I mean, people think, oh, Linda, don't be offended. I'm like not offended. I think that is yeah. just so huge to have that impact on people's lives. And, you know, and Sports Center back then was the only game in town. Yeah. And it was a it's just it was a fun watch. It was about sports. And I was a part of that and that growth. Right. That was like, that was my morning routine was watching sports center and then reading some sports art. Like it just was the whole thing while I was getting ready for school and just even nice. have it in the background, just so I could get yes. ready and, and do that. And I do have to give a shout out my friend, Henry Lake, who has uh, a couple shows on WCCO here. He has a huge crush on you and he wanted me I to say that. hello for you. Love yeah. It. He was Henry, like, can you tell Linda I say hi? Let me go to a yeah. wild game. Let's I gotta, I gotta see you guys. And this was my next, you want to know, guess who the wild have for their season opener this year at home. Get out, Rangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my Kick gosh! Her and then LA's and the in town. Will still be great. Yes. So if you want, October thirteenth, I think. Oh my gosh! You we'll know petition what? to make it happen. Can you yeah. do that? Can you send yeah. letters to the hockey people that run ESPN fans saying we need Linda Cone there? Exactly. I think it's the perfect game. Wild. Even if not, and honestly, even if I'm not working it, I always say Just this. Go. I go, yeah. the best events I've ever been at is ones that I never <laughs> worked at. I go as a fan. Yeah. which is what I did during the Eastern Conference final. There you go. I went all the way across the country to yeah. see the Rangers take a two games to none lead on Tampa. Who knew that was going to happen? And Ugh. so I was at that 3-2 final game. You yeah, know, not the final, but 3-2 was the final score right. in right. game two. And yeah. uh, at least I had that. So, yeah, yeah, I love going as a fan. You know what, Jess, I'm going to mark that down. You'll get me, you'll hook me up with tickets. Yeah, Henry. Got you. Always. Anything, oh, anything you want. And we'll take you, we'll do all. Have you been to the X? Have you done? Have you seen? I have not. There? So that's on the list. I need to be there. Yeah. I mean, this oh isn't God. even a question okay. anymore. Not only that, my yeah. brother, who's like a hockey nut as me and big Ranger fan. Yeah. I today, he lives in uh, Newport Beach mm-hmm. in California. He's been here forever. He's this very famous chiropractor. Yes. Anyway, listen to me. And he has clients that are in this beautiful, great state of Minnesota. Nailed it. It will be an easy sell. October 13th, you said both of I us think, are yes. going to make that happen. Both do of it. us will love it. Excited. Yeah, we'll take oh your own God. town, do the Meant whole thing. Meant to be, Jess. It is. Meant to be. Always, always. Well, Linda, before we let you go, one final, I want a one good hot take before the season even started. We're not even through the off season. Who's winning the Stanley Cup next year? Oh, man. I'll <laughs> tell you, you know, me and everybody and their grandmother picked the Avalanche this past season. We were right. right. Um, yep. You know, again, winning in spite of their goaltender, which yes. they somehow did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just think Colorado, even without Nazem Kadri, again, yeah. maybe he will still return as we speak. He still mm-hmm. doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll return uh, to Colorado. I wouldn't be surprised. I love Nathan McKinnon. I would love to see him win another one. Um, yeah. I love that group. Kale McCart, you know, you know, the easy, the easy pick is the avalanche to win again. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to go on record by saying they will, but I will say right now, as we speak again, it would be disrespectful yeah. to the avalanche. And by the way, they're an incredible fan base. Uh, they yeah. were just were fun to be in Denver to yeah. witness all that, that they are um, the uh, big favorites to win the Stanley cup. So right now, barring changes with other teams, I will say Colorado can repeat. They're good enough I to like repeat. It. And I, like I do it. like Alexander Georgiev, the backup yes. Ranger Cooley. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be great. And I always like Pavel Francouz, who was outstanding in the postseason right. when he had the opportunity. I thought he should have gotten more opportunities. Yeah. But uh, I think they're set in goal, even without Darcy Kemper. I think they're, it's an upgrade. So we'll see how it goes. It's not easy, as you know, Jess, yeah. uh, to repeat. The Lightning somehow managed to do it, but there was a lot of stuff going on there. 
yeah. uh, full schedule now, you know, but uh, let's just hope the wild gets a better matchup in the postseason than their, their cards were, they, you know, yeah, they got the Joker. I mean, getting yes. St. Louis was just knew it was going to be a fair. problem. It's just, no, yeah, not fair. And St. Louis, I think, is my other team in the West. I think again, they, they may, they got Nick Letty locked up. I'm always big on their defense. I think that's another squad. That's, that's going to be tough this year. I think. Yeah. Minnesota Robert will, Thomas is yes. their guy. You know, he, he's just loves being. That's the thing. The players that play for St. Louis, they love being in St. Louis. Right. I mean, who, who doesn't love and respect, you know, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, yeah. I, I love that guy. I mean, he's exactly. a great captain, um, but yeah, you know, but still mm-hmm. for your incredible fan base, <laughs> I still hope you don't get that. Not in the first round. Don't be like like the, like the Maple Leafs, you know. Yes. God, they don't catch a break, you know. They, oh. So yeah. let's hope, you know. I love I love guys on the wild. I love Zook. Love what they got. Obviously, yeah. I love Kirill. Yeah. So we'll see. We're going to have yeah. to send Zook in for like a special operative mission to make sure Kirill can get out and uh, rejoin the team or. Oh, I know. Let him and, that. you know, bring James Bond into it. Yeah. You know, and find right? out how that could happen. Yeah. I think everyone will figure it out. You know, yeah. I mean, all in all seriousness. Yeah. You, know, you can't blame the guy. I mean, wanted to see his family, his right. parents. I can't. Yeah. It's so sad. I don't want to end this on a sad note. No, but it's just so we'll sad. We'll end it on yeah. players you know what they're dealing with Artemi Panarin is another guy you know it's just yeah. I I don't get it we'll end it on a good note because since we kept talking about Mr. Darcy Kemper I discovered during the playoffs this year that he does not wear socks which <laughs> blew my mind I think it's not just that he's a goalie I first of all didn't even realize players didn't wear socks that's how very little yeah I knew. did you wear socks when you were I had to wear socks. They're very thin socks. Right. You know, that's what if the players do wear socks and most do. It's yes. a thin hockey sock. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have so many blisters in my goalie skates yeah. if I had no no protection, no socks. Right. Maybe that's the issue with Darcy. Darcy, I have an idea. <laughs> Next year, your first year with Washington, make a big impression with the Caps fans. Start wearing thin socks. Maybe the, you know, your your move, everything will improve. But give I'm giving him a break. Yeah. You know, he had that eye injury. Uh, nobody yeah. likes eye injuries. Nobody likes any injuries. Right. I do think this is great. It's worth a gamble for the Capitals. They didn't oh, have they sure. didn't have to break the bank for him. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a guy now that has a ring on his finger and has the experience of making a long run, mm-hmm. winning a cup. So that mm-hmm. does go a long way. So, you know, I kid, I joke, but yeah, start wearing some socks. It but get the sock thing. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Linda, you are the best. Thank you again, as always, for all of your time and everything that you do for us hockey fans and for ESPN sports fans. Uh, Let me know when you're in Minnesota. We'll hook it up. Yes, I'm I'm really serious. I'm going to try to make that happen. I know. know, Unless unless they put me somewhere on opening night. uh, But this seems like the perfect storm then, you know, put you here. Yeah. Maybe I'll put, maybe I'll plant the seed and just say, Hey, I was thinking going this game as a fan. Yeah. Would you like me to work this? I don't even know if it's on ESPN. That's the thing. Don't, we, don't yeah. know. we don't even know. But we don't way. know enough. We have to know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm going to try to get there. If I'm not placed somewhere else, actually working, assigned somewhere, because I have to do my job, yeah. then I will be there. How about Fair. that? I like it. I lock, lock, I'll lock, I'll tentatively pencil it in and then we'll ink yes. it in well done. when you get the approval. Tell so. Henry too. I'll let Henry know. He's going to be so excited about this. You can't, won't even believe. So he's like, just, yeah, that'd be great. Yay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Linda, thank you again so much. You're the best. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
I am friends with Linda Cohen, Fred. Like, what is this life? Like, that is amazing. She is seriously somebody I looked up to and just an all around amazing human being. Uh, you're welcome, Lake, for giving you that shout out, getting that connection done for you. You owe me T-Bell as a result. So, uh, no, hopefully she can get out here, Fred, for that Rangers wild game. That'd be a treat. I might leave my house for that. Wow. That's, a, that's an impressive. It's a big a step very... for me. Big step. It is. Yeah. Usually that's me that stays in the house, but no, that one would be great. We can go get like a Juicy Lucy. We could show her Ooh. all the Minnesota things, you know, classic. We could start. We could do like a live pod. <laughs> now we're now oh, we're talking now we're escalating now we're thing. escalating the whole thing uh no thanks again to linda for taking the time out of her busy schedule to join us and talk puck and life and all things she truly is just it's unreal to me that uh i've had the oppor- opportunity to talk to her not once but twice now on this podcast and just in general even off air so thank you linda you're the best um that's gonna do it for this week's episode uh, as always, you guys are awesome. We appreciate all the love, comments, concerns. We're going to be keep keep mixing things up. Next week, we're actually going to have a new special kind of co-host, if you will. And I say co-host, quote unquote, because we're going to see how it plays out, uh, you know, because Fred is Fred and uh, we're just going to mix it up a little bit. It's going to be great, right? Producer Fred. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you were just like, no, I don't want to <laughs> do it that way. He just <laughs> shuts it down. Like, never mind. Uh, and Marcus Salino will be on next week as well. So be sure to uh, check us out again. Rate, like, subscribe, love all the good things. Shout out to Talk North for featuring us on their network. SodaStick.com, Better Edge, uh, Royal Credit Union, Peak Vestibular Center, all the good friends of ours. And also a- another shout out to Minnesota Hockey for allowing us a booth at Market Fest last week uh, at Downtown White Bear to help kick off Hockey Day Minnesota 2023. Loved it. Uh, Again, have a great week, guys. Bye.